Hi, you managed to find Comic Talk, and that means you're looking at my face. And or, my face. Or listening to my voice, me being Joshua. Yeah, and I'm Drew. We're going to talk about Grant Morrison's Earth One Wonder Woman thing. Hit it. is on here. Yeah, yeah, and Yannick Paquette. You always do this, right? Yeah. So you end up like on the edge and I've got all this white space. I could lean. Yeah, I think it's cooler to lean. All right. This looks tight. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so we are talking about Grant Morrison, Yannick Paquette, Penquette, Paquette, Banquet, Paquette, and uh, Fairbairn. Yeah. Uh, this is their take on Wonder Bjorn, Woman. Bjorn Fjerbjorn. Fjerbjorn. Bjorn Fjerbjorn. <laughs> this, is, this is their take on Wonder Woman. This is Earth One. Mm -hmm. So it's like, a, it's a goddamn origin story. Yeah. It's not painful like an origin story, though. Uh, I guess we'll get to that a little bit later. But basic synopsis. She's on her island, and then, you know, a dude crashes into it, and she tries to help him out, and it's exposed to the world of man. And then she comes back and has to face consequences and such. Mm -hmm. So why do you think, well, first of all, do you think this is generally superior to most origin stories that we tend to get? Just For kind of like a yes or no? Superhero origin story, sh probably. Probably, okay. So why? Well, A, it doesn't feel like just a cliche. I, I think having it set somewhere else like it is and being kind of Greek, you know, like mm -hmm. this Greek mythology thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of cool and sets it apart, but I, I don't know. Do you have something more interesting to say about it, I take it, with your setup? Well, <laughs> <laughs> the Greek thing I kind of want to get more into later because that's really like a very deep thing with this. But yeah, I mean, I guess just that it didn't really feel forced at all. I didn't feel like, uh, you know, force-fed bits of information and dialogue and stuff like that. I mean, it just had a very genuine feel to it throughout. Yeah, I see what you mean. And you know, I think the thing that really sets it apart there, now that you bring that up, is that it's it doesn't feel like they went at this with the idea of, okay, we have to create the origin story for Wonder Woman. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it's um, a prequel or mm -hmm. a uh, you know a pre-words kind of thing. It sure. it feels like they created this because they wanted to tell this particular story. Exactly. You know, this isn't somebody else's Wonder Woman, you know. So that was their sort of retooling of how they wanted her to be and come mm -hmm. across and you know, what type of person they saw her being. Mm -hmm. So for me, though, that ends up being a bit of a... There's pluses and minuses here for me on this. I, okay. I wasn't the hugest fan of it go when I was done. I'll just put that out there now. But I didn't dislike it either. There were things that I really liked about it, and there were things that I felt weren't so successful. One of the things was... At, at the same time, it says Wonder Woman, it's Grant Morrison, he's mm -hmm. going to do Wonder Woman, but then there's very little Wonder Woman-y kind of things happening. It's all prequel. 
you know, a, and it's not prequel, but it's all like origin. This is all sure. like pre-Wonder Woman things. It's it's all so, of the leading up to actual Wonder Woman, which if you go into it thinking like, oh, cool, this is going to be Grant Morrison's take on Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. which I did. Uh, it ends up being a different experience than what you might expect, or especially what I expected going in. Sure, but I don't think that necessarily makes it, you know, unsuccessful at what they wanted to do. Right, right. You know, right. It's, it's just sort of you know, reader reader expectation yeah, is the problem yeah. there. But mm-hmm. you have to you have to understand that that's going to be the expectation when Grant Morrison takes over a character. People go, "Ooh, this is Grant Morrison." Yeah, but it's do Earth it. One. I know. You know, I know. That but it was kind of the deal. Still. Uh, but that, that, that's, that's the fair. big drawback for me was that I didn't feel like I got like classic Grant Morrison's, you know, because he likes to peel back layers and take mm-hmm. like all of the big moments of things. Like I was expecting a all-star Superman version of Wonder Woman, and that's not what we get here. We get a very self-contained early origin kind mm-hmm. of setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's still kind of learning things. Right, and, right. Yeah. She's not the fully formed uh, iconographic character that you think of when you think Grant Morrison's going to do Wonder Woman, I suppose. Sure, but uh, I think this still has a very Morrison-y feel to it. It does. Um, I think he did an excellent job with all of the Greek stuff, and I mean, it seems almost like Shakespearean mm-hmm. in a lot of regards. Like, uh, there's the three the three girls that are, what are they, like the fate? The fates, I think? Yeah. Or something yeah, of this, in that the, sort, yeah. His writing of them reminded me a lot of like um, the chorus mm-hmm. and Shakespeare right. plays. Absolutely, and stuff. yeah, or really a lot of operas, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Which is just fantastic, you know. Right. I mean, it's it's great that he's taking these sort of uh, references to higher literature and then like weaving them into the story. Right. I think that's something that is tough to add because I mean. You could probably give this to a teenager, and like they would be into it, like a teenage girl or something that wants to read Wonder Woman. I think this would be a good book for them. But then, as an adult coming at it, having like that extra layer mm-hmm. of reference and stuff like that, I mean, it's it's really well crafted in that regard. I, I agree. Say that about a lot of things. I agree, and I, I also think this is a pretty well crafted retooling of the Wonder Woman mm-hmm. uh, origin, especially. And although it doesn't have the full Wonder Woman feel of like the fully formed character, we mm-hmm. do get. A lot of stuff about well, really a lot of stuff that Greg Rucka is is doing with Wonder Woman, but we get Grant Morrison's take on it, where we're kind of taking these uh, iconic ideas of Wonder Woman, like who she is and and what she's about, and and really playing with those ideas. But whereas Rucka and and also like Chang and some of the other people, or not Chang, Chang did the art on that run, but. Some other people are taking those ideas and like reshaping them into something else. Grant mm-hmm. Morrison does what Grant Morrison does best, and he's he's sort of taking them and distilling them down and making them the essence of the character itself. Like right. the things that are often thought of with Wonder Woman, and sometimes in kind of a negative light, like the bondage stuff. The sure. you know uh, we do have Rucka currently, which I haven't really read. I've just I've just browsed some previews and whatnot, but I've heard enough about it to know mm-hmm. that. He's really going into the, like the the bisexual or lesbianism mm-hmm. of it, or the asexuality, or yeah. however you want to Which frame this it. This does a lot too. This yeah. does that as well, but whereas they're trying to frame it more modernly and 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 sort of deconstruct it into like a modern framework, what yeah, Morrison is doing 
is the opposite. He's taking it back and making it more of like a classical interpretation of these ideas. Yeah. And just saying, you know what, fuck it. Like, which is awesome. That's because part of the character, like the bondage yeah, exactly. and the ropes and the being tied up. That's mm -hmm. like an integral part of what they're about. And that's something that they're into. So just deal with it. Like, yeah, they're, yeah. they're kind of kinky, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, just the idea of them being sort of removed from time and stuff like that. I mean, it would make total sense that they have weird little hang-ups like that that right. are maybe appropriate, you know, at a time and place, but, you know, certainly aren't now. Right. Seems yeah. strange now, but uh, right. it's just like an artifact of where they are and what their culture entails. Yeah, yeah. And I think this does an excellent job of, um, I mean, character development in this is fantastic, mm -hmm. but also you get a really good feel for, like, the Amazonian culture. Mm -hmm. But yeah, let's go to character development. I really liked... Oh, what is this? The what the big, like, uh, Texas girl? Yeah. I don't know what her name is. Take a look. Yeah, even she had a voice in my head. Right, you yeah, know? definitely. She had yeah. a very distinct voice. And I think that character... It's touchy to have, like, all dudes doing this in the first place. And then to add a mm -hmm. character like her is even worse. <laughs> or, like, it's really difficult to walk that line because... Yeah. You know, she's this very bold, sexual woman, but she's also, you know, large mm -hmm. and knows it and talks about it. It can be really easy to seem, just like all the rest of this stuff with, with the bondage and the sure. sexuality, to seem uh, fetishistic, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but they walk the line pretty well. She is a little cartoony, but I think that's the point. That Yeah, that's the idea, is... You know, taking somebody that's absurd from our world and then introducing them into, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You introduce her into a very, very tightly woven society that is very mm -hmm. specific. It, it has its weird kinks and strangeness, but it's all very specific. And then she's yeah. very much not any of those things, but mm -hmm. still female. Yeah, and it was also sort of a tough walk on that when they started, like, talking about her. Just, you know, how she was like a squashed, sickly. Right. Yeah. And her body's right. all distorted and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's difficult. And it, it, but, it verges on being a little bit nasty and ugly, but that's the yeah. idea. That's mm -hmm. the point. You're not supposed... This is one of those things that happens a lot in classic literature or like more high-minded writing, uh, which I think he's trying to emulate here, is you don't, you don't always need to relate to the protagonist's in the thing mm -hmm. right we don't have to say the amazonians are fantastic they have everything right you know right. There's, there's a lot of things about them that isn't so great and mm -hmm. i think that's what he's doing here mm -hmm. you know you're not supposed to go oh yeah she is you know you, yeah. he's really giving you that insight into where they're really kind of wrong about things steve trevor what do you think of their steve trevor it worked. I mean, it was a different Steve Trevor, you know, obviously, than I was used to. They, pretty, black, so. pretty straightforward, though, right? There yeah. wasn't too much to him. But I did feel like uh, it was successful in in sort of the way they reimagined the character. I don't care that he's black, necessarily. They didn't really even do much with the fact that he's black. He just, he just is black. Sure. I mean, some the of the dialogue, you know, reflects that a little bit. A little but. bit, but... You know, I didn't really get too much of a, like, that's an integral part of the character vibe from it, which sure. I thought was a good choice, right? Because it really shouldn't matter in the first place. But the character, like, the way he, he sort of stands up uh, kind of towards their culture, I thought was kind of interesting. And probably, mm -hmm. 
I think there was something there that they were trying to work with the race angle, but mm-hmm. I don't know how successful it was. But I, I liked. I didn't really catch any. I liked the so. character. I felt like he worked pretty well, and I didn't mind like any of the changes to him. Is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, and again, for what little I mean, he plays like an important role just for like him being there. But as far as his involvement and stuff, you know, generally isn't too crucial. But you know, it was successful at that. Right. So. So and then let's let's get to the obvious one and let's talk about you know the character of Wonder Woman in here. How did you feel about that portrayal overall? I like that they really played up the rebelliousness mm-hmm. of her because I mean that in itself is very uh, important part of her character because mm-hmm. obviously she had to like run away from this place and then go like do stuff somewhere else. But you know. A lot of portrayals try to make it like um, basically like Superman, but then like his parents just don't want him to leave Kansas or something like that. And then right. He's like, well, I have to. This is the right thing to do. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, to really see her just um, go around and do whatever the fuck she wants and like get in arguments with people and stuff all the time. Like, right. I thought they, I thought it was a nice touch. I did too. I thought they handled her really well. I. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, luckily, she's probably the best portrayed in the story, which is good since it's, you know, named after her and about her and all. I didn't necessarily feel like we got a lot of character development from her, personally. I didn't feel it. Although I felt it with most of the rest of what was going on. Like, I felt like she was affecting everything around her a lot. You mean, like... uh her dynamicism or something like like the amount that she changes within the story yeah, yeah. personally okay right okay so you're not actually talking about like her um portrayal like the portrayal of a well-rounded character right you're just talking about like yeah the amount of change right 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 yeah story. yeah precisely yeah. yes um yeah i could see that uh i hadn't really thought about that prior to this but she doesn't really change a whole lot does she no not really and it, being an origin i thought that that was an interesting interesting route to take like she mm-hmm. she sort of at the beginning knows mostly who she is and really her only problem is that the world around her seems uncomfortable with it or doesn't sure. like it sure and so really it's just a story about her trying to figure out how to fit, but mm-hmm. she doesn't change as a person throughout. Her her origin story is really more just a story about her like finding a yeah. place to be who she already is, which I think is in essence what Wonder Woman should be, but I don't know if I've ever really gotten that feeling from it before. Like a lot of other portrayals, especially mm-hmm. the origin, she sort of starts as like a petulant yeah. youngster, you know, who just wants to, you know Well, I could see this being like a very slow burn transition sort of story you know where they don't want to give her all of the aha i'm wrong about this moments like right off the bat and then just tell like the squeaky clean wonder woman story from then on out you know i could see their take on this you know just sort of in the long run being like okay at the end of our run she'll be like classic wonder woman right which i mean i like i like that she doesn't go through a lot of change because i think that's part of what makes her character who it is. Like mm-hmm. she's uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, she's part of the trinity of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. They're all sure. they're all sort of that way. Very young, they kind of d- know themselves and who they are and what they want to do and mm-hmm. how they want to be in the world, and they just do it right. And that's sure. sort of the classic idea of 
of you know the DC Trinity as kind of godlike Greek mythology kind of characters, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I feel like in the past she's had that the least. She, mm -hmm. in a lot of other versions, she's tortured a lot when she's young. She struggles to find herself. Mm -hmm. and I like that they threw all that aside and just made her kind of who she is right off the bat. And it's, you know, kind of the Captain America thing, you know, like, no, you move, you know, right. sort of character, which makes a lot more sense for her. So let's talk about the art because the art's pretty, pretty wild, right? There's, it's very stylistic in a lot of ways. There's a lot of strange paneling that is is kind of Paquette's signature. Mm -hmm. But I honestly felt like in this particular instance, the paneling never really helped with my the pacing of the story. It sure it, it feels kind of forced. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's very playful and fun to look at, but it it's not really particularly orderly. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's it doesn't conducive feel, to the telling of the story. Yeah, it, you know? that's precisely what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool looking though. It's fun, you yeah, know. There's yeah. lots of neat stuff going on with weird mixtures of like, uh, there's like these white backgrounds all over the place and mm -hmm. like just half finished things and then like really uh, overly done in other spots. It's this weird mixture and I'm not sure, I'm not sure if there's a point to it that I'm missing, like where it's it's more and less going on. I, I couldn't put two and two together with what he was trying well, to get Well, it certainly, it doesn't usually aid like your eye flow on the page. No. Um, so, I hope he wasn't going for that. Um, stylistically, again, I mean, it, it adds things, but it's not things that I feel necessarily contribute to the story. Um, I guess when he uses the lasso panels, that reminds you that they're under lasso of truth bond and thus they right. have to tell whatever uh and you know there's there's little things like that but again as far as you know conducive to the telling of the story i didn't feel that, that like it really was, i didn't feel like it was particularly successful just in the art in general which is a little painful because i like a lot of the stuff he's done in the past i think mm -hmm. He's a pretty incredible artist, and a lot of the things he does work out really well, but I feel like he was struggling a little bit to make what he does fit sure. this particular story. I mean, I kind of like the artwork itself, yeah. uh, just the paneling, I don't yeah. really like as much. Um, I mean, the artwork itself is, you know, this rough line between, I would say, like, pinup art and then something, like, distinctly more modern. Right. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think both of those things work well for the character. Yeah, yeah agreed. Yeah. Uh, his, he, he kind of has uh, Jason Dillon disease a little bit with the faces. You think so? You know, where all the faces kind of look the same. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of have to look at what is adorning the area to figure out who's yeah. who sometimes. It's like, oh, she's got on that hat, so that's the that's, queen. That's the queen lady. <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. It's the queen hat. <laughs> so, I mean, that's yeah. not the best... Uh, but it I never felt like it got in the way it just it, it just could have been I guess it sort of works uh, in that you know the whole Amazon thing you know like that really refined bloodline of consistent humans yeah that's true uh, it, it could be an intentional choice but yeah I don't know <clears throat> I was trying to look for like instances of other people uh, yeah in some cases they're relatively distinct Let's see 
Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It, it, it's true. So I think it may have been like a stylistic choice to just make all of the Amazons like the same person, basically. Same basic face and Different shape. hats and yeah. hair colors. Yeah. I suppose you're probably right. Uh, so overall, who would you who would you recommend this for? Do you recommend this in general? Let's start there. Yeah, um, probably like an English teacher or major that's also into comics and stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, a librarian, even you know somebody involved in literature to some degree that you know has a soft spot for superheroes and shit. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would say my main target audience for this would be younger females, maybe males as well, but mostly females who are into like mythology. Hmm. I think yeah, I, I think that, that would be a huge win if mm-hmm. you know if you know some teenage girl that loves mythology and has a passing interest in superheroes, this is definitely going to do the trick. Uh, and I can see what you mean about like people you know particularly interested in literature plus comics. I can see that as well. I. It's not really one that I would automatically say if you're a Grant Morrison fan in general. Yeah. That I mean, you need to go for just because you like Morrison. Super Morrison. Yeah, it's not. It is, you know, in one regard, but not the regard that we're, you know, currently getting him in. Right. So. It's it's more All Star Superman than Nameless. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's not. I'm. I wouldn't even make the comparison to All Star Superman just because it's. It's not like this big, happy sort of tale. It's not like a, an overarching narrative. It's, it's a very self-contained little story. Sure, sure. So what do we got coming up, Josh? I, well, let's see. We have, I don't know. What do we have coming up? We have the Whedon X-Men. That's right. That's uh, right. We have, what's that chair that you brought last week? Uh, Clean Room by Gail Simone. Yeah, That's right. and then we're doing a couple heavy metals. That's right. Yeah, we'll talk about heavy metal. You can also click this right here uh, to subscribe and like if you're on YouTube. If you're uh, on the podcast, then, you know, do however that works. You can also click these things right here. There's one, like, over here and one here. 